Lord, our worship to you this morning is a sign that we entirely depend on you. Our living, our all in all is because of you. And so this morning, Lord, even as we bow down as a sign of surrender, we admit that we are in need of you more than ever before. Thank you, Jesus, that you are light of the world. You are that light that came from heaven above and came to illuminate this dark world. Will you enlighten our hearts this morning? Will you, King of glory, shine in our hearts? That even as we listen to your word this morning, I pray that we will be able to go out and, 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 and lead the world, especially those that are in trouble, that are living in darkness, lied by the devil in different areas. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, that King of Majesty, as your word brightens our hearts and you, you shine in us, we too will be able to go out and be the light and salt of the world. We give you thanks and praise. We give you honor and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Good morning once again and praise the Lord. It's a beautiful thing to wake up together as children of God, the family of God. The Bible says how good and pleasant it is when children of God gather together. There the Lord bestows his blessings. So I want to believe that as we are gathered here this morning, we are blessed because we are in his presence. Uh, thank you, uh, Sister Agnes, once again for um, the introduction of the topic. But let me read from verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 1 to verse 4. And it says, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom all also he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his power, powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Verse 4. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. The word of God. I looked up the meaning of the word radiance. It's a familiar word. But this is what I found. That radiance refers to happiness beauty or good health that you can see in someone's face. It is also a type of glowing, either from a light source like the sun or a healthy beaming person. The sun radiates light, but light objects that objects that give off light rays have a quality called radiance, different. But then a Bible dictionary said, it means, radiance means that Jesus makes God's character and nature visible to humanity. When you see Jesus, you have seen God, praise the Lord. Radiance is associated with heat. 
It is what makes light visible to the human AI. When any light is made less radiant, it also becomes less visible. Likewise, when any light is made more radiant, it becomes more visible. Very interesting to see verse 3 that the sun is the radiance of God's glory. God's glory. The writer writing about God's glory in this verse 3 is referring to Shekinah, the visible presence of God. That visible presence which Moses experienced in the burning bush. That physical presence of God, which the, where the cloud of the fire, the, the, the children of Israel saw the cloud of the fire leading them in the wilderness. That Shekinah, the glory of God, the presence of God. But we know, friends, the, the, the book of, of the book of Hebrews, the major theme is the supremacy of Christ. The believers, the, the, the Christian Jews, faced persecution. There was a temptation to follow the crowd. Jewish Christians of that era would have been under pressure, I imagine, to return to Judaism rather than continue as Christians. So the writer helps points out to the Christian Jews the introduction that Jesus Christ is the better way, better than all the lies, the false teaching that was uh, they were being um, um, uh, taught, the, the, the false prophecies that were coming, and, and, and the persecution. So the writer helps them to recognize that by the way, Christ is the best way. He's the better. There is no other better than Jesus Christ. The sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. This is verse 3 I'm reading, and, I, and I, I loved the NLT version that says so. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When we had when he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor and the right, at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. Praise the Lord. Friends, this shows us who, who Jesus is. He is God himself. Jesus is God himself. And we know that as verse 1 tells us that God has in the past, God spoke to our ancestors. We know that God has already spoken, has spoke to our ancestors in the old times, and he has spoken through many ways. Today, he's speaking to us through Christ. We know in the Old Testament, he spoke through the prophets, and even as many prophets came, but they did not get it. Now he is speaking to us through this same man, Jesus Christ. Who is God himself? In other words, God is speaking to us through who, Jesus Christ, who is God himself. So he shares all the aspects of the divine nature. Jesus' supremacy, overall over things, is summarized in his symbolic position, seated at the right hand of the Father. In other words, everything, literally, Everything seen and unseen in heaven and earth and beneath the earth 
is under his control. There is completely nothing outside his control. Praise the Lord. Still in, yes, as I said, God spoke through the prophets in the past. We see him speaking particularly to Isaiah in a vision in chapter 6. But also we know that he spoke to people through dreams. We read in Genesis chapter 28, him speaking to Jacob in the dream. Again, we also see him speaking to Abraham and again to Moses. He spoke different ways, dreams and visions and all that. But today, he is speaking to us through Jesus, his own son, who is in his own character. Praise the Lord. So God has revealed himself through his son, Jesus Christ. He has surely revealed himself to us. No one will have an excuse or can have an excuse to say that he has not heard from God and he has not seen God. He is, he is God himself who has come on earth because he came in human nature, was born, came, lived here on earth like you and me. And so he was coming to express who God is because he is the character of God. Now, when we know Christ, we have all we need. We have all we need to be saved from our sin and have a perfect relationship with God. So there's no way one can say that, how can I love God? I don't know him. We know him because he has come. He has already come. And for us who have believed in him are waiting for his second coming. Yes, he's coming the second time. Surely he's coming. This time not in a manger as a baby. He's coming to judge. So praise the Lord for you and me that have known him. And let us be encouraged to know that, yes, everything, literally everything that we need is in him because he's a representation of God himself. Verse 2. Verse 2 says, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. Jesus was God's agent in creating the world, and through him all things were created. John tells us, John uh, chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So he, he participated in creation. He existed at creation. He was right there. This is the one we are talking about to Jesus Christ. But also we know that through him all things were created. Paul's writing to the Colossians chapter 1 verse 6. Praise the Lord. Now, verse 3 again, note that only is Jesus is the exact representation of God. He's not only, he's not only his representation, no, but he is God himself. Christ is a full revelation of God. You have seen Christ, you have seen God. You know Christ, you know him. The, you, you remember when he was talking to his disciples and says that, uh, you know where I'm going? And the, and the disciples asked, no, Lord, we don't know where we are, you are going. And he told them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And again, he tells them also that uh, he who have seen me, you have seen the Father. 
So when you know Christ, you have seen Christ, you know God, and you have seen God. Praise the Lord. Now, we know that the power that brought the universe into being and keeps it operating is the same power that cleanses us our sins. That power, that power he used to create the world, it is the same power to forgive, to take away our sin. Now, there is no sin, friends, that is too big for him to forgive. He has the power, he has the authority to forgive for as long as we confess our sins. Once we confess our sins, we can be very sure that he, he, he's able to forgive us. John, first John chapter 1, verse 9. Praise the Lord. So um, because he is, because his power himself and he has that power, then we can be confident to go to him and bring all our sins, knowing that he is able to forgive all our, our sins. So let the devil not deceive anyone. Let no one be deceived that there are sins that cannot be forgiven. I, 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 I remember one time I had someone, someone preaching and talking about, and actually is a politician and yet is a Christian. So he was, he was preaching and he said, he was teaching about prayer. And at the end of the day, people who knew that he was anti, anti-government was on the other side. They, someone asked him a question and said, do you think the president can be forgiven if we prayed for him? And this person, because of being so obsessed with politics, he said, no, that one is a bonny case. I cannot even pray for him because God cannot forgive him. I, that is not true. He was misleading people. There is no sin that God cannot forgive. Not at all, not even a single one. By the way, um, I mean himself, if he had confessed, in spite of all that he did, he too would have been forgiven. So he has power. There is no sin that cannot be forgiven. Praise the Lord. And after he had cleansed us from our sin, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. He is seated at the right hand of God the Father. He is right at his hand. This means he completed the work that brought him and, and, and he is a, a, a final sacrifice. We don't need to offer any other sacrifice for our sins to be forgiven. He paid it all. He paid the price. He became the final sacrifice. Praise the Lord. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. As he said on the cross, it is finished. It is finished. And indeed, this is, is, is evidenced by him being seated at the right hand of the Father. So friends, we see Jesus. <clears throat> we see Jesus' sovereignty. We see him upholding and sustaining all things by his powerful word. His powerful word, the word, the word that was in the beginning. He was in the beginning with God and he is, you know, that word, that word has power. Now, everything under his power and control, everything is under his power and under his control. Nothing is out of his control, praise the Lord. Nothing, like I mentioned earlier, in heaven and on earth, beneath the earth, everything is literally under his control because 
He completed it all. He said it is finished and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. For those living in him, in obedience, those in obedience with Christ, to us that have believed him and have said yes to him, this is good news. It is good news, friends, to know that he is seated at the right hand of the Father. And what is he doing at the right hand of the Father? He is interceding for you and me. He is interceding and saying that he paid the price for us. We don't have to pay any other sacrifice, to, to bring any other sacrifice. But again, friends, it is not good news. For those that have not believed him, it is not. Hebrews tells us in chapter 9, verse 27, it is appointed for a man to die once, and after that, the judgment. Now, friends, we don't have to, I, I, I want to believe that everyone here on the platform is born again, praise the Lord. But I want us to pray that now no one will face God's judgment that is in our means. That no one that God brings us today, I mean on a daily basis, and we get in contact with them that will ever face judgment. It's always my prayer. Yes, we don't have, we don't have power to control them and drag them, but we, we can, we can be that light. We can help them. We can pray for them. We can keep talking to them, especially those in our families, our brothers and sisters, our relatives that have not known him. It is dreadful. It is dreadful for them to not to, to know him and not to live in obedience. Friends, for one to say that you submit you to Christ, you mean that you admit you are a sinner. And this is what we have, we have done, you and me. We have admitted our sin. And just in case, just in case you are just on the, this platform and you haven't, friends, you need a savior. You need a savior and that savior is Jesus Christ himself, who is the radiance of God's glory. You need to get out of darkness because we know we know that the, the, the king of this age has blindfolded the, the eyes of unbelievers, that they will not see the good things that he does. And, and it's our prayer, it is our prayer as children of God, as believers, that we will pray that God will open our eyes, but also most of the eyes of the unbelievers that they may be able to see the good things the Lord has done. Can you imagine everything around shows the greatness of God, the serenity of God, but one chooses to be blind. Not that they want, but anyway, the king of this age has blindfolded them. They have has blinded their eyes that they cannot see. It is my prayer. It is my prayer that God will open the eyes of any believing generation, that they may be able to know him and to come to him. Once again, praise the Lord for those of you who have believed, because by you believing that he is the son of God and having received him, you have a privilege. Your privilege to be called a child of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. Yet to those who believed in him, to those who received him, he gave the right to become children of God. What a, what a, a pleasure. What a treasure. What, what a joy to know that we are children of God. No wonder he's seated at the right hand of the Father in control, but also interceding for us, his children that have believed in him. Our friends, when we read in John, John again, let me go there because I've been referring so much to John chapter 1. Let me turn there and we read it together. Verse 
10, verse 10 says, He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to his, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. It is sad. It is sad that Jesus was coming to his own. He was coming to this world, which he created in the beginning. But in, unfortunately, because people have loved darkness, they rejected him. That even till today, there are people that have rejected Christ. And they are, like I have mentioned, that the king of this age has blindfolded them that they cannot see. This world did not receive him. The world, his own, his own. Again, we see still that the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst, amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one, only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth, lovingly humbled himself, the son of the most high God, the king of kings he left his glory above and came to this earth that he created why because of love to show us his love his grace and the truth friends may the lord help us to embrace him thoroughly well to embrace him and, and and receive him fully without any doubt because he he chose to leave his glory and came for you and me so that we may be saved. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Again, friends, you see what is happening when these guys have rejected him. And why have they rejected him? Because the king of the world of this age has blinded folded them that blinded them that they cannot see the good things that he does and what the devil does the devil deceives them by painting a picture that god cannot help today as i prayed and prepared this god put it on my heart that the devil has lied it so many people so many people have been lied to that god is not able to help them why have they lost their spouses why have they lost their parents why are they sick why have they lost their businesses friends god is loving in spite of all that the enemy has used all that just to cause god's people to keep in darkness and they are in that darkness and failing to see the love of god that as much as god loves us these things still happen to us because we are his children and we have us who have chosen to follow Christ, we also, we also rejoice in his suffering. May the Lord help my brother and my sister who has been lied to and is kept in darkness and failing to see the glory, the Shekinah presence of God that you'll be able to see the Lord this morning in the name of Jesus. Praise Jesus. Now, Jesus himself, as I said, became incarnate. He came to this dirty world. He came to this filthy world. Why was he coming? Was coming to stand in your place and take away your sin and exchange your sin, my sin, for his righteousness. And as he did this, he carried all our baggages. He went to the cross. He died in my place. He died in your place. And he did all that, that he may be able to give you the light because he came as the light of this world. Friends, we know sin 
Sin keeps us in darkness. Sin hides us from the face of God. God cannot look at sin. You want to prove this, look at Jesus' cry on the cross. Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Because he carried your sins and he carried my sins, God could not look at him. That he endured all that pain. He suffered until he died on, the, on that cross because of sin. Sin turns God away. Sin turns God's face away from you. And once you are in sin, you are in darkness. No matter how much you pray, no matter how many supplications you bring, no matter how many overnights you can spend in prayer. For as long as there is unconfessed sin, friends, it keeps you in darkness that you cannot see the glory of God. God is holy. God is light. Where there is darkness, you can't expect darkness and light to work together. But friends, when you confess, we come to God in repentance. He forgives us of our sins and he brightens up our path and he lightens up. No wonder you go through trying moments, difficulties, you still rejoice and say, it is well with my soul. You still rejoice and you say, I will count it pure joy because it's written, count it all pure joy, even when you face all kinds of trials. He gives you the joy, your heart beams up your 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 heart radiates with joy and 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 you are able to praise him amidst the difficulties praise the lord jesus humbled himself even humbled himself on the cross when he died to pay your price and to pay for my price for our sins Jesus did that. Jesus did that, that we may be set free from the bondage of sin, from the captivity of sin, and be set free. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Then the glory of God shone in its brilliance when Jesus rose again from the dead. Hallelujah. Even his death did not mean the end of life, the end of the world. No, it was a passage. It was a way to connect us to the Father that he, three days later, he rose up again. He came out of the grave and the radiance of God's glory came for all to see that even those that had hanged him, even those that killed him, oh my goodness, were able to recognize that surely this is being the son of God. Praise the Lord. Thank God that he endured the cross. Thank God that he died for you and me because had he not endured the cross, Till today would be still living in darkness and the under the captive of the enemy would be still serving the devil. But praise God for his resurrection, for his death on the cross and resurrection and his radiance of God's glory that came for all to see has given us the ability to live in freedom, to live at liberty, to know that our Redeemer lives. Our Redeemer lives. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how much you have lost, the business that you have lost. 
Yes, even the relatives you have lost, your beloved ones, friends, it is a way for all of us to go to a better place where the Lord Jesus Christ himself is seated at the right hand of the Father. Seated at the right hand of the Father. How I look forward that, yes, when I get there, I will be able to see even those that are went ahead of us. And the same applies to us all that have believed in him. Friends, yes, death is only a way to reach us there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So Jesus coming to this earth, he was coming to draw us to himself. He came to draw us to himself. To, because we know when sin came in the world back in Genesis chapter 3, there was a disconnect. There's a disconnect between man and God. Remember, I said God is holy, and because He is holy, He does not tolerate sin. There is no way God could continue in fellowship with man. And because we have all been born in sin, there was total and complete separation, which leads to death. But because of His great love, friends, because God is love, Himself came through the man Jesus Christ. To die on the cross. Dying on the cross implying that he's connecting us back to the Father. The root connecting us back to the Father and also connecting us to one another. No wonder he tells us, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Love your neighbors as you love yourself. You, you first get in touch with him, in communion with him, have a relationship with him, and then you are able to have right relationship with one another. So the Lord was doing this to draw us to himself. To draw us to himself. And he was that light that was coming to shine in this dark world for us to be able to see so that we could come out of darkness. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Friends, my brothers and my sisters, today the enemy, the devil, has lied again to some people. To think that there is no, there is no heaven. That once we leave this world, we die at the end. That is not true. Friends, when we leave this earth, the one who is in us, the one whom we have believed, will take us back to him, to be with him. In eternity, forever. Because this world is not our home. This is not our home. Our home is where he went to prepare. So friends, very quickly, very quickly, what do you need? What do we need to experience that radiancy, that radiance of God's glory, that Shekinah glory? What do we need to experience his presence? First and foremost, you need, we need to believe. You must believe and receive him as Lord and Savior. That means that you recognize you have sinned against him, you confess your sins, and then you receive him as Lord and Savior. And so you're born again. Praise the Lord. Without, without repentance, without coming to recognize that you need of him, you can never, you can never see his glory. Other people keep testifying, praise the Lord, I've seen the goodness of God. Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I saw him. But you see, even the one who is not in the valley of the shadow of death, someone who seems to have it all and is comfortable, with good health, is not in the hospital, fails to see the glory of God, except to him that whose relationship with God is is. Is, in, in, is, is okay and is moving with God, is living with God, is able to say, yes, even through the valley of the shadow of death, I have been able to see the goodness of God. 
Praise the Lord. So for everyone to see the Shekinah glory of God must and must confess his sin. Hallelujah. And be able to put right and walk and come to light with the Lord. The other thing that we must do, we must walk in the light and in the word of God. There's no shortcut. We must be in the light. Thank God for the Holy Spirit who is always available to convict us of all our sins, to remind us, to help us realize that the way we are taking is not the right path. And when we do that and we obey the Holy Spirit, we are able to live according to God's word. Uh, uh, my sister Agnes prayed and said that God help us not only to listen to your word, but we go out and do what you're telling us to do. It is very important, friends, because you cannot see the glory of God when you're the one who is telling lies in the office, when you're the one who is mistreating people. You see, God is God is loving, God is just, God is is holy. God is all these things. He cannot tolerate anything that puts us to darkness. Remember, I mean, uh, we, we read Paul telling us, put off, put off, put off all the nature of the, 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 the sin, the things of darkness. Put them off because with that you cannot be able to see the glory of God. And again, he tells us, I think in Romans 13, 14, to put on Christ. Put on Christ. As you put on Christ, you are able to have the mind of Christ. You are able to love like Christ loved. You are able to be patient. You are able to bear the fruit of the Spirit. And by so doing, you will attract so many because you will be the light. You will be the light in the world, in that dark world, in that dark office. You are world where you, the people around you will be able to see the goodness of the Lord and see a difference and be able to worship him. So, friends, it's important for us to see the goodness, of, to see the presence of God. We must walk in the light with his word and also keep in his presence. His presence, physical presence, Shekinah glory. We must be in presence. Let me tell you, friends, you want to experience the goodness of the Lord. Imagine a situation where you are in difficulties. You have so many challenges around you and you choose to lock up yourself in the in, in your room and you go on your knees and you begin to, to worship the Lord. You begin to praise him. You thank him. You come out beaming and your face is lightened up and people begin to wonder, how are you able to smile with all those challenges? The secret is that you have been in the presence of God. Remember the, 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 the three Jews, the three Hebrew boys that were thrown in the fire, they entered the fire. They entered that fire confidently knowing that the glory of God is with them. That glory, that presence of God, that presence of God will cause you to be blinded about the physical suffering and pain and open your eyes to see the future glory. This is exactly what happened with Jesus that he was able to die on the cross. And, and, and friends, it is a place that I, I pray that every one of us is able to see and to be in because when you get up, my, normally I love the three o'clock. Every 3 a.m. hour of prayer. As I get out to 
just sometimes I just find myself on my knees just telling God I love you, God I love you. And I find that I might, I, sometimes I've gone to bed with the heavy load or oh, the body is tired, I am very exhausted and I'm not sure how I'm going to wake up the next morning. But the moment I spend that time in the presence of God at 3 a.m., friends, I guarantee you, I just don't understand how I get the strength and I'm able to run about the whole day and I just forgot, forget. Sometimes I can go to bed like at around 11 or, you know, 10 past 10. And by three months I wake up. I experience the presence of God and I, I, I just bury myself in his presence. By, and of course sometimes I go back to sleep at 4. But by 5.30 I am up. Let me tell you, friends, there is a secret in being in the presence of God. There is a secret, and I, I pray that everyone of God's child is able to experience this if you haven't. I know many of you have experienced it. So when we are in the presence of God, we, are, we experience him, we experience his goodness, we experience his presence, we experience his strength. Even when you are not well, you feel that you are well because of his presence. Praise the Lord. The presence of God carried the children of Israel through the wilderness. You remember the story. While in the desert, they were able to move without food. We, I mean, he provided without working. He was there for them. Their shoes never got torn. Their clothes, 40 years. The presence of God is so powerful. Moses, think about him with a burning bush, which burning bush was not really being consumed. Friends, once you are in the presence of God, as I bring it to the end, you are able to experience his power. You are able to see that glory and the favor of God will be over you. You will not struggle even going about your office, with going about loving that difficult boss, loving that, you know, you'll not find the struggles loving with them, loving the most difficult people. Why? Because of the presence of God. Praise the Lord. So friends, it is my prayer this morning that the Lord will help us to lighten up our darker world. I do not know what your world is like. I have no idea. Your world of, of the people that you live with, either your husband, your children, your um, neighbors, your workmates, I have no idea. But one thing I know, that God has put you in that place so that you may be his representative. As he lights in your life and shines in your life, he desires, it is, it, you, it says that you too are able to shine in your world, that all may be able to see him and praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we give you praise, we give you honor and the glory because you are that radiant, ra radiance of God's glory. Because we know that you are the light that came into this dark world. Lord, I pray this morning that as you shine in our lives and light in our lives, Lord, we will be able to go out and shine in the dark world. I pray, King of Majesty, that you help each one of us to be able to, to, to experience your radiance, that as we appear before the people that are in bondage of sin, 
people that under the captivity of the devil. I pray that on our peers, they will be able to see us and see the goodness of the Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that just as Jesus showed up and that man, that man that was possessed and was able to scream and say, leave us alone. Lord, I pray the same will be said to these, your children, that as they appear in their offices, as they appear in their neighborhood, in their families, that your presence, my master, will scatter every attacks of the enemy, will destroy every darkness, and draw men and women to you in the name of Jesus. Our Lord and our God, we give you thanks and praise. We give you all the honor and the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen and amen 